Hello and welcome to episode 257 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. Um, and uh, we're doing some current events. Uh, not a huge amount of like new cards or like, I don't think we want to talk about the RC. So we are going yeah. to talk about uh, our soulless corporate corporate overlords at uh, Hasbro. You're fired. You're fired. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, not enough beans. Get out of here. Fired. Get fired. Get out of here. Bro, more beans. So yeah. we're going to talk about the layoffs and then maybe some uh, tournament prep stuff that we will revisit. Um, <laughs> Man, it's been a while since we did any of that, huh? Yeah, but uh, there was an uproar. Yeah. On social if we get media. to it, we'll, we uh, to we'll it, talk we'll about it a little bit. So um, if you want to reach out to on social media, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, all that stuff is in the uh, description. This would be a good time if you have like year in review kind of mm-hmm. things that you want to you want us to touch on. We should maybe be thinking about like card of the year, story oh, yeah. of the year, because like it's almost the end of the year. It is. Yeah, like super close to the end of the year. I guess we get like Ooh. one more episode. Yeah, one more show before 2024. Yeah, before five years of this. The day after Christmas, we record that, right? Oh, man, you're right. Jeez. So, yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, if you have any ideas for that, uh, things you want us to talk about, please uh, let us know. Yeah, hit us up. Uh, If you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Surf on over to TCG player using that link, and anything you purchase will help to support the show doesn't cost you guys anything extra and really helps us out so we'd appreciate it if you used it uh, the other way you can support us is directly through patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg uh, that's where you can find us on patreon uh, patrons get access to our show notes complete with cartoons this week thanks to brian yeah patrons also get access to our pre-show it's uh, around about another hour's worth of content out of us uh, completely off the cuff, unedited, unscripted. It's just kind of us catching up before the show every week. Um, and when I have stuff to send out to you guys, you get put on my mailing list. Um, yeah. If any of that sounds good to you, or if you just want to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg. You can chip a couple bucks in and help keep the show going. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks all right. to all our patrons. Yes, thank you very much. So... Um, we are going to be talking, uh, the fact that Hasbro announced a round of layoffs exactly two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, that's, uh, unfortunate timing. Or is it? Like, I mean, is there a reason to lay somebody off right before Christmas? Or is that just, like, soulless corporation? I think that soulless corporation slash um it's far enough from christmas that you don't look like a complete and total terrible monster but i'd argue against that (laughs) um but close enough to christmas that people have a lot of stuff going on yeah and it'll like kind of blow over so like i think it like the closer you get to Christmas, the more likely it is that people will forget because they've got other stuff going on. But yeah. the more likely they are to remember 
because you canned people on the 24th. Yeah. Right? So, like, this might be, like, I am sure there has been a study and, like, there's, like, an optimal day for yeah. layoffs. Um, and it's two weeks before Christmas? Maybe. Maybe it's two or three weeks before Christmas. The, uh, the only thing I could think of is that, you know, in the, what, five years we've been doing this show now? Mm-hmm. We have always said there's a content lull yeah. in December because nobody's working at Wizards of the Coast in December. Um, so maybe that was like the last day before year-end vacations, holidays, yeah. whatever. Or like at the end of that week. So it gave you know yeah. people time. Or maybe you're right. Maybe it was like they sent it out and then like someone came to your office and was like, get your stuff. Yeah. Or like that Friday, they like sent everyone the emails mm-hmm. and then it was like, all right, get your stuff, get out. So it could, yeah. it could have been very much like, Hey, yeah. Like the next two weeks we're not doing anything. Yeah. So just have your stuff cleaned out on your way out the door, uh, on your way out the door for the holiday. Yeah. We'll have security to escort you. Exactly. Um, Make sure you don't take the dragon on your way out. Exactly. Did you pay for that miniature? Um, <laughs> How about have, that spin down? Do you have a receipt? Yeah. Um, so, we talked about this in the pre-show a little bit last week, but um, on the 11th, Hasbro announced lay, they're laying off 1,100 employees. And this is on top of like eight or 900 that were laid off earlier in the year? Mm-hmm. So... This amounts to 20% of their workforce being laid off. So yeah. 10,000 people apparently worked for Hasbro uh, January 1, 2023, and now 8,000 people work for Hasbro. Or some of the layoffs are like being phased, where like mm-hmm. they're going to be like, go for the next few weeks or months. Like It wasn't just like a hard... But yeah. there are 20,000 people who... No, they are no longer, or there's, yeah, uh, sorry, 2,000 people that either don't work for Hasbro or know that they are not going to be working for Hasbro in the very near future. Now, some of these, I think I also saw, um, weren't, like, technically layoffs. They were, like, early retirement packages that were offered. They were... uh, they did the same thing when they like furloughed people and like try to get yeah. people to, to, to leave uh, during the pandemic were at the university I'm at where yeah. they were like, Hey, like you can retire like early and we'll give you most of your benefits or all of your benefits just so yeah. we don't have to pay you anymore. So right. I'm sure that some of it was like, Hey, like you can kind of see the end. How about we just get there faster? Right. Cause I'm sure that, um, the salary line on the uh, ledger is a different line than the retirement line. Yeah. And so different buckets, different buckets or, you know, whatever, like, Oh, we like, you know, pay, we pay some other company that does this. So it doesn't come out of our like right. line or whatever. So, yeah. So from what I've, from an article I've read, uh, one of which had like actual names of people that like tweeted out. It looks like about twenty people from Wizards of the Coast were laid off. 
Mm-hmm. There was apparently the person in charge of who was running the entire universe's beyond thing. Yeah, the I forget what her name was, but yeah, she she was let go for some reason. Like that that doesn't make I'm not going to say I'm sad about it cuz I'm still not on board with universes beyond, but from my understanding, uh Lord of the Rings was like the best selling set ever. Well, I don't know if he had a chance to watch that prof video that I no. that I said. That's no, what I've been he a, br- a little busy lately. I understand, uh, but that's what he had mentioned when I watched it yesterday. Was like, regardless of what you think about Universes Beyond as like what it's doing to the game, what yeah. it's doing, um, you know, uh, in terms of like you know, you know, kind of messing up magic. Uh, yeah. In terms of like dollars. It's wildly successful. Right. So why are we getting rid of someone who managed something that is wildly successful? Right. Larian recently, I don't know if it was today, uh, like after the layoffs, but Larian, the studio that made Baldur's Gate 3, mm-hmm. I've seen this multiple places too. Apparently, there is no one left at Wizards of the Coast that was in the initial meetings five years ago. Mm. with Larian about Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. So the people that were like, yeah, make a wildly successful video game for us, Larian. Uh, Yeah, we're cool if you do this. We're cool if you do that. Like, kind of like told them like, yeah, you can do your thing. No one from those initial meetings is still there. I mean, that doesn't 100% mean that they were all laid off, though, right? No. Uh, like, there's there's a bunch of reasons why people wouldn't no, still be there. No, more, but more along the lines of, right, like, um, there's, there's not that continuity, right? The people, yeah. like, if you were part of making this wildly successful thing, mm-hmm. one would think that you would, there'd be a desire from the company to keep you. Right. Now, maybe that desire wasn't as great as the desire of another company to hire you. It, I mean, they also might not think it's repeatable. Like, it it's, was kind of a breakout success, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, so it, it might not I, I don't be... know that it's something where you could do, like, the new, new Baldur's Gate and have yeah. it be equally as successful. Baldur's Gate 4. Sure. Um, all right, but... Baldur's Gate 3 Part 2. Yeah, so... Now, 20 people out of a out of 1100 is really um it's not a huge percentage. It is all that matters to those 20 people, right? Um, like this is also not a comprehensive list because I fair. know of one person that is not in this list that was an employee of Wizards of the Coast. Okay. Well, I was like I I saw that list and then I saw like another thing where they said 20 but whatever whatever the number is right i don't not i don't want to like minimize it and be like well that's not that many people it's a crap ton of people if it's you yeah but why on earth are you taking the only part of your business that makes you any money and cutting people from it like that um, makes no sense. I mean, you want me to play devil's advocate a little bit? Sure. Maybe all of the other cuts were made. Yeah. 
where they're like, like if you have trimmed all of the fat from the entire rest of the company and there's no mm-hmm. fat left to give and still keep like functional departments mm-hmm. like there's only one place left to go yeah but like and if they cut you know 20 jobs from wizards of the coast and uh what's the remainder 10 or 1080 jobs from like the rest of hasbro that's mm-hmm. a pretty small percentage that actually came from wizards it is it is um so w- the reason these cuts are being made is get it out of your head that wizard that uh, Hasbro is not a profitable company. Right. That is not the case. Um, I'll put on my, you know, little burn capitalism hat, uh, (laughs) burn this version of capitalism. I have this a little bit further down, but the way stock prices work in the U S is all of our stocks are worth money when they have growth, when there mm-hmm. is profit growth. The worst thing that can happen to you is that your profits go down. Right. Right. Because we're only buying stocks and valuing stocks based on growth. Right. No one wants to own a power company. Right. right? Power company stocks, water companies gas companies those are basic almost always like flat lines Mm -hmm. and then they pay you a dividend right they're like hey thanks for owning our stock uh for every share we'll give you a dollar ibm it's like the the epitome of a dividend stock right but you don't make money in dividend stocks or you don't make quick money in dividend stocks you make long-term money and we just right. want quick money. We want to like move on to the next hot thing. That's so, right. So, um, that's how arena works. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> went. Um, where did I have it here? It was somewhere here. So, Hasbro made almost four billion dollars over like the last year or something. But the previous year, they made like four point five or like four point nine or something. Yeah. And so. Four billion is less than four point five billion. I'd like to think that I had a part in that. Good on you. If, if you're if you were secretly slanging a half a billy. Oh, uh, I didn't say that I spent that much. Okay. I just said I would like to think that I had a part in that. Yes, I I've think stopped spending money with Wizards of the Coast, and part of that half billion dollars. Oh man, that means the layoffs are my though. Yeah, way to go. Way to go, what you corporate scumbag. Uh, yeah. Hey, when it, it could be worse. Your name could be Cox. Uh, <laughs> so, um, as in CEO Chris Cox. Um, yep. So, it's not that Hasbro isn't making money. They are just not making as much money as they had previously made. Right. Therefore, we have to find some way to make to grow our profits Mm -hmm. and the in many businesses in like i would feel like a uh kind of an ip idea driven business like wizards your biggest um expense is salary right 
And so that is the easiest thing for you to cut. And yeah, it's not like they have million-dollar pieces of machinery. Exactly. I mean, everything's like outsourced for printing. It's not like they own warehouses yeah. that they have upkeep or whatever. Right. So, um, well, I think they have a warehouse. Yeah, Isn't they, there a warehouse in Texas or something? I mean, they have to drop the cards off somewhere before they go to the yeah. dump. Uh, so <laughs> True. They have to hang out somewhere. So basically, uh, during the pandemic, when we were all locked inside and mm-hmm. just wanted to feel something, yep. people were like buying toys. We had that sweet, sweet stimmy money. Right. right. We were buying collectibles and buying toys. And so like there was a spike. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that kind of continued for a little bit. And, you know, then we went through a, a spike of eggs being, like, $6 a dozen and uh, my Oreos being $6 a bag so we don't get those anymore Yeah, and stuff like that. Uh, as we talked about in the pre-show, car insurance going up to astronomical numbers. Um, home insurance. I mean, you, yeah. you dealt with home insurance last year. You had to get mm-hmm. a new policy because your company dropped you, right? Yeah. So it's just all of this, um, all of these increased costs. And like, so where do you cut back on it? You're like, well, I don't need like, you know, an Optimus Prime op- uh, action figure. I don't need a bunch of magic cards. Yeah. Wait, so you pull back on those things. And so they're making money hand over fist, but not as much as they did before. Right. And so we went from... Uh, People being uh, bored, flush, not flush with cash, but when life gets pared down to you go to work or you work from your house, mm-hmm. and then the only thing place you're allowed to go is home. Right. Right. It really cuts out like extraneous stuff, gas, eating out, mm-hmm. right? Your toddler just doesn't ask to go to the store and wander around and buy toys. Uh, yeah. right. So movies, bowling alleys, yeah, all that, all that stuff, right. You cut all that, And it's like, well, I can have little bits of nostalgia sent to me. And so we're dealing with that, uh, going yeah. away, but I don't know if this is a good place for the art director thing, but Do you know what I was referring to there. Um, don't they have an ad for an art director? And so, I know there's like a, a bunch of AI stuff coming up right now. Yeah, I believe what it, I mean, I guess we might as well talk about it now because we just started to. Yeah. Um, I believe the thing that I saw was that they fired the current art director as part of the layoffs. Mm, for like Dungeons and Dragons, I think, right? Uh, no, I think it was Magic. Okay. Um, and somebody noted that within the last month, there was a job posting for an art director specifically dealing with um, AI-generated prompts or something along that gotcha. those lines. So, yeah. Yeah, again, like... Machinery is, overlords taking our jobs. Yeah, that is a, a way to... Right, like, how much... How much of the production of a magic card is the commission of the art? Uh, I would say the majority of it. Right, like, so if they can cut that out... Oh my yeah. god! Right, so going back—that's that's kind of an interesting. Uh, I wonder how they break that down. Do you think, like, when they're determining how much a card costs to make, 
do you think they separate out like actual product like printing cost versus design cost like are those two different I'm, numbers i'm sure that internally that they're like hey you know kamigawa neon dynasty made sold had this much revenue mm-hmm. this is how much profit we got from kamigawa neon dynasty right and so that difference is the cost and they're mm. like, well, we paid this much for art, we paid this much for the design nerds, and we paid this much in production and shipping costs. Yeah. Right? Or they're like, here's how much it costs us to get the cards out the door, or the designs out the door, here's how much it costs to get them printed and set out. And then that is probably broken down to like, we pay... I don't. I have no idea what the right number for a piece of art is. Five thousand dollars for a piece. I, I have no idea. Right, whatever. We paid five thousand dollars a piece for three hundred unique pieces of art. That was fifteen million dollars or whatever. Yeah. Right. Does, so here's an interesting question for you. Does that mean that a mythic technically costs more than a common because you get more mileage out of a common? Oh, like. Like you print more copies of a common, so your design and I've, art and everything else costs will go down because you're using it more than a mythic. Oh, maybe. Like it, I don't know if they would do like a card cost per card basis. Yeah. Right. They'd just be like, we made three hundred game pieces, and it cost us this much. So right. that means, you know, then you could like break it down per card or whatever. But, um. So, like, I could see where, like, that is the next place if you're trying to cut costs, mm-hmm. right? And, you know... Um, they can't piss off the printers because you got to print more cards. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, the uh, AI um, uh, is probably not going to get any more canceled than it currently is. Oh, did you see the latest AI thing? No, what's what's going on? There was this is completely unrelated, super tangent. So sorry, listeners. Um, there was a Chevy dealership. Okay. I don't I don't remember the name of the dealership, and I don't remember where it was. But they hired Chat GPT to be their like concierge or whatever when you go to their website. Okay. And it says right on the thing, "This is blah 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 blah, powered by Chat GPT." Mm-hmm. But I guess whoever set it up for them didn't put any restrictions on ChatGPT. So you could just use ChatGPT through like. So you could just use like full access ChatGPT in their chat window. <laughs> and people like not only were just using ChatGPT in their like website interface mm-hmm. or whatever, like that, that was level one, right? As people just. Yeah you know, having free access that you would normally have to pay for. Um, level two is that they started tricking ChatGPT, like you do, mm-hmm. into, like, making legally binding contracts on behalf of the dealership. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a guy that, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly how legally binding they are or whatever, but there was a guy that, worked a deal for like a brand new Silverado for a dollar. And Chat GPT said, Oh yeah, you show up to the dealership, we'll honor that price. 
Nice. And then there was a guy that uh, decided he wanted to get a new car for himself and his wife. So he negotiated a buy one, get one free deal. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. I, I don't know if large language models are quite ready for the prime time of taking all of our jobs <laughs> and enslaving us. Yeah. Um, if you can be like, hey, chat GPT, you're, let's make a deal bot. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but like, it makes sense. I mean, they just released a uh, uh, an article on uh, Daily MTG that was, we're not going to use uh, AI for stuff. Yeah. That was, I saw the the headline today. But um, I do not believe them. Yeah. Right? They might just be being clumsy about it, but they've got someone in uh they've got someone in uh in house trying to figure that out yeah all right so going back to let's not cry poor over poor Mm -hmm. uh hasbro or also why would you why would you um go after anyone at watsi gaming in general increased uh it's it's revenue by 40% in Q3. 40%. Imagine if you increased your salary by 40%. Lose my mind. I'd be like, woo! Yeah. Right, strippers and blow everywhere. <laughs> Gavin, buy any truck you want at Target. Yeah. Go nuts. Well, right? right, but revenue isn't profit. Revenue is not profit. Uh, don't worry. I got you, boo. Um, okay. So... Um, the uh, net revenues uh, went up um, from... Oh, you do have me. Look at this yeah. chart down here. So net revenues in Q3 2023 was uh, for Wizards of the Coast and digital gaming. So that's uh, Magic, D&D, uh, Arena, uh, whatever, Dungeons & Dragons, cancel your, uh, burn all your books, one. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Q3, uh, four, uh, 423 million mm-hmm. versus 303 million the year before. That's and pretty good. Almost double the profit. Yeah. Uh, almost double. Yeah. If That's you, impressive. If you look at uh, entertainment and corporate and other, they have little brackets around them because those are they negative do. numbers. Yeah. So um, real quick, go back to that profit number for just a second. Sure. Um, like that makes sense though, right? That their profit would be higher than their revenue yeah, percentage-wise uh, because like it costs the same amount to make the th- – like if mm-hmm. if your money is tied up in like making or designing the thing instead of making the thing, mm-hmm. your costs don't change relative to scale. Effectively, yeah. Like, I mean, so imagine that a a um, secret layer mm-hmm. is four cards, yep. and you charge. 
$40 for those four cards. Right. You probably paid the artist the exact same amount of money to design those four cards. I mean, you might have even paid them less because if it's like an artist series where they're, they get to design a whole secret lair, you probably cut them a bulk deal. Here, design us four cards. We'll pay you 80% of what we would yeah. have paid to design uh, four cards. Because we're going to slap your name on it and drive right. traffic to you or whatever, right? Yeah. And so you're selling those cards for 10 bucks a piece that cost mm-hmm. you the exact same amount as um, to make as the 15 cards, mm-hmm. right? So your profit margin is a lot higher there. Right. Because right? you're just paying for the art. And so like four secret layers, you make um, 160 bucks in revenue. Uh for selling a $4 pack yeah, for the same amount of cardboard. Yeah. Um, that's not exactly what I was referring to though. Like if you secret layers are a little bit different because you don't have like R and D tied up in them. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're spending the money to actually like design and develop the card, um, the way the scale works, it doesn't cost you, like you don't you're not paying for R&D again if you go if you sell 200 packs versus 100 packs. Right. Right? And like, print-wise, the cost to produce 10 million cards isn't that much different than to produce 10 and a half million cards or yeah, 15 20 million, million cards or, or whatever. yeah, whatever. Basically the the more car, the more cards you sell, the smaller and smaller percentage of their cost right. was R&D. Right. So you're making more money. You're making more money. Yes, you're, you're incre- right. your profit margin is kind of going up, but then yeah. you also have my point of you pay the same amount to make right four secret layers as you do one pack. Right. Yeah. And you're selling it for forty times the price. Yeah. Um, or whatever, ten times the price. Ten times. Yeah. Uh, well, no, ten times for one, but then you sell four of them to sell the oh, same number true. of cardboard. Right. Yeah. So, right. So you, so yeah, it makes sense that their profits have scaled harder or a little yeah. bit harder than their uh, than revenue. Their costs. Yeah, than their revenue. Yeah. Um, somehow, entertainment is losing money hand over fist, um, at least in this quarter, to the point well, where. So entertainment is probably like cartoons and TV it's, shows. It's and... uh, E One, their uh, production company. Okay. So E1 produced uh, the Baldur's Gate uh, or the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Movie. Um, Transformers that came out. Mm-hmm. Which did anyone watch that movie? I have no idea. Um, I don't. I didn't watch the the newest one. And then there was another movie that like bombed, um, yeah. to the point where I've read things and heard things that they might there could be a chance that they're looking to sell their entire like production arm. Hmm. Um, and so like the only, the only thing, and then if you look at year to date of wizards, wizards by, so the end of the third quarter was, uh, I think it was, it was recently, it was December, not December, Mm -hmm. gosh, uh, end of, end of October, like right before, uh, Christmas or, or right before Halloween. 
they'd already cleared a billion dollars at Watsi. Right? That is double what entertainment cleared and half whatever consumer products is, which is like all of toys, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, but that is... I would guess so. Uh, that is the only thing that, like, Wizards of the Coast and digital gaming was the only thing that grew right. year to date. So it seems like, you know, you know, if you want to argue that, like, you can't catch lightning in a bottle again for Baldur's Gate 3 or whatever, right, it seems like you would want to, like, try to strengthen the things, or at least leave at the same strength, the the parts of your business that actually keep Made you money. from... Yeah, keep you from being broke. Right. Um, now, granted, like, they are making money, but it's the only thing that is growing, right? Yeah. Um, That's all that matters in the economy. It's all that matters, but, uh, random, random TikTok creator who I, who I follow pointed out, like, uh, and this is a corporate thing across the board. We are very focused on short-term gains, mm-hmm. right? Right. You, a CEO in the United States, is concerned about the next quarterly earnings report, right? Um, in Japan, I've I've heard stories where Japanese companies have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. So when they like talk about short term planning or short term goals, they're talking five, 10, 20 years out because yeah. we've been we've been a company for 250 years. Right. We're thinking uh, like long term for us is 70 years. Right. Yeah. Where here long term planning for the U.S. is maybe a year maybe two years right yeah. like you because you're like you know you're like oh my gosh i have a i have an earnings call that i have to make that i have to do in three months yeah and i can't say that we didn't grow our profits relative to the previous quarter again mm-hmm. so Again, I've got to, like, cut the easy thing to cut. Like, plastic is the price of plastic. Optimus Prime molds are the price of Optimus Prime molds. But if I can make one person push the button to make the Optimus Prime uh, uh, figure, as opposed to having two people push that button. Or if I can have ChatGPT push that button. (laughs) Right. Then I can save myself money. And I think it's all just from a Wall Street perspective. I'm sure this quarter didn't look good. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, we need to make it look better. Hey, remember a ways back when uh, Finkel and Friends were Mm -hmm. trying to like, we're like, you should spin Wizards of the Coast out. Yeah. Um, Like, they can't. Right. right, like if they spun Wizard of the Coast out, the cup, the the stock goes like straight line down. I mean, the the Hasbro stock would Hasbro, but if they spun Wizards out to the moon, yeah, 
Yeah, like Wizards would go up. Right. Hasbro would go down. Right. But I don't I how like how do you like how do you sell to your shareholders like hey, we're going to get a whole bunch of money per share to to uh sell Wizards of the Coast and then you're going to be left with worthless pieces of paper. But well, you've got well, a check you, up front. I mean you you do it by offering the shares to your shareholders. Yeah, the shares of the new company, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to kind of offset it. But, yeah, yeah you have this this thing where they have, um, like, again, they're not not making money. Right. Right, they are making an ungodly amount of money, but they're not growing that ungodly number. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of the issue. Now, um, there was a prof video that came out Mm -hmm. yesterday. Like I said, I was doing sneaky research before I knew this was going to be our topic. (laughs) And he was talking about uh, kind of comparing the situation at WotC just briefly to uh, a situation that happened at Nintendo in like 2013, Mm -hmm. where Nintendo uh, was having some rough times. I think it was like around the Wii U okay, that like no one liked. And so the Nintendo CEO and like upper management, like, uh, you know, executives came out and they were like, our bad. Sorry about that. We're all going to take like a massive pay cut. So we don't have to lay anyone else. So we don't have to lay anyone off. Like we, we messed up the company, not the workers Our bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, kind of like you just said, though, that's the difference between corporate oh, America and corporate Japan. Absolutely, absolutely, right? Like, um, at, at no point has there, will there be a press conference in the United States where a CEO goes like, I have brought shame. Like, yeah. that press conference has happened in Japan. Right. Um, but, so, we are not making as much money as we should. Um. Right. Someone who was not laid off was CEO Chris Cox, who uh, makes $9.44 million a year. My dude. Yeah. You're making all those beans. You should figure out how to make the numbers go up without having to, like, have um, Morrow design six sets at a time. Yeah. There's, there's two things behind this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first is that that's not how corporate America works. And no. like the the reason that CEOs are paid this huge salary is because it, I don't want to make excuses for CEOs because like it, there's no way that anybody needs this sort of. Money. Yeah, the the uh, the actual answer is to why they're. Oh, you froze. Oh, I did. Oh, for a second. There you go. You're back. You're back. Oh, sorry. But uh, there's uh, the McKenzie Group. Mm-hmm. Started in the 70s and the 80s consulting for, mm-hmm. uh, for corporate America. And their recommendation almost every single time was uh, lay people off, increase uh, CEO pay. And that's where that started, like back in the uh, 70s and 80s. But yeah. you're right. Like, that's not how we operate, right? It's right. like, hey, this person is running this great big organization they clearly need to be well compensated 
for right. this. Yada yada. The, uh, um, the other thing is, mm-hmm. I, I just did the math real quick. Um, if you take all these, all these, well, these were bonuses or these were salaries. That's their salaries pre-bonus. They got apparently they got twenty million dollars in bonuses recently. Oh, okay. On top of their base salary. Okay. Well, which I didn't factor that in. But like you know, whatever, twenty-one million dollars, like is twenty-two point four. Twenty-two point four. Okay. Yep. So if you divide that by the number of jobs that were lost, you get an average salary of twenty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So like the if you were to completely strip the bonuses, it wouldn't equal this is the number fair. of. But again, um, from a a um a working class point of view. Oh which yeah. I, which I've, I've I've heard uh, the con uh, the idea of you know there's they. Uh, politicians talk about the working class and stuff and yeah like we're supposed to put in our head like you know guy who lays does sheet rock. as opposed to the unworking class the people yeah. that don't work yeah well <laughs> the, the, the the divide is truly the capital class the people yeah. that make money off of the fact that they have money yeah and then or make all, money off of other people's money yes or other people's labor and yeah. then all of us who actually do something right right uh from from uh, on team do something right cuz uh you know honestly no, no matter how, how much education i have i still am like i don't know three paychecks from like ruin if like mm-hmm. they just got rid of my job if they're like yeah. you don't work anymore i'd be like oh well i guess i'm screwed um yeah. right like i could not comprehend my paycheck being 9 million dollars a year right and i could not also comprehend coming back for year two right right like you gave me how much <laughs> so i, yep, I i'm can, done i like five percent a year on this is like half a mil a year or something i'll figure it out i'm good yeah <laughs> like oh i'm good i'm good thanks um right um but like it's it is difficult to stomach when you have a when you have someone making nine million dollars mm-hmm. saying in their um I should have oh, I should have posted 100%. the letter. Their letter. Yeah. Well for us to grow we first have to become lean. Yeah. And it's like my dude, you want to talk about being lean, you make nine million dollars a year. Yeah. Like it's not like you're going hungry if you make a million a year. Right. Right. If you were like, you know what? I want us to be leaner. I'm going to take a pay cut and maybe I'll only lay off a thousand people. Yeah. Or like, Hey, I'll take a pay cut so we can keep the 20 people or the 30 people at wizards of the coast. Since like I used to run that division and I might know some (laughs) of these people Yeah. and I would kind of feel bad. And like, I'll make, I'll make $4 million a year. So these 20 people can keep their job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Or whatever it needs to be. Right. But you've got him. You've got the CFO who makes 6.6 million. You've got the, the CEO of, of, uh, Watsi. He's making 7 million a year, basically. Right. Like, uh, it just, it's hard to hear someone say we need to be lean so we can become more profitable. Mm-hmm. And like, they make nine million dollars a year. 
Right. So, again, like from a, no, from a like guy who gets a paycheck point of view, like, come on, (laughs) really. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like we're saying, like, this is not a Watsy thing, right? Like, think about all the tech companies that now a lot of them may have like overhired during the pandemic when like things were good. Uh, But like all the companies recently that have been like, doing layoffs and like slashing yeah. stuff. It, it, it stings more because like many of the things that Hasbro and wizards of the coast make are things that like people have tied their identity to. Right. Pretty strongly. Let that be like, I'm the biggest transformers fan in the world. And I have transformers all over my house. My little pony. My Little Pony, you get to, like, to, again, I have magic cards mm-hmm. randomly on a desk, yep. right? Like, you know, on some level, you feel some sort of community with the people that are let go, yeah. and you're just, like, it's, like, it's it's frustrating when the, uh, the thing is that the line must always go to the right and up, yeah, and, like, the line still being four billion dollars above zero is not enough Mm -hmm. so yeah i i uh often you know again put my little like burn the corporation's hat on right when when there's talk about um increasing pay i always feel like and they're like well they have to pass the the cost on the consumers if they pay their people more it's like but that assumes that corporate profits always have to be increasing right right like if wizard of the coast made a billion dollars or three billion dollars a year from now to the end of time they would still be a wildly profitable company Mm -hmm. that would exist in perpetuity right it it would be fine but the system is broken that it has to go up right like if Walmart made a hundred billion dollars a year forever and like paid people better, it would be fine. They wouldn't go out of business. But it's like, well, no, we we made a hundred billion dollars this year. Our goal is to make a hundred and thirty next year. So that yeah. means we've got to like fire some people, right? And the same thing here is like, hey, like, look, we know we have had three. Somewhat unpaid interns running arena, but could we do it with two? And it's like <laughs> yeah, fire the unpaid interns. Yeah, but it's like, but but this is what's making you money. Shouldn't you want to have five people run it so it can, they can make it work better and like it can make you more money? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, we can save. Mu- that that might take three quarters. Yeah but we can save the money on the one unpaid intern today. Mm-hmm. So we are going to do that now. Yeah. So it is, it is sad. It is, you know, bad for the people that got laid off, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. The optics are just bad. Yeah. Super bad. Um, do you know who the one person I was referring to was that wasn't on your list that no. I know of that? No. Uh, Chion. Chion got laid off? Yeah. Oh, no. 
Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear about I, this. I saw it on X. Really? Yep. That sucks. Yep. Um Are you looking it up? I am. That's that's okay. wild. What um I wonder what? It's weird though because like the two articles you linked are very much from finance world, right? Yes. They're they not from gaming world. No. Right, gaming world, nerd culture, whatever you want to call it. So, it makes sense that both of those articles only listed people that were part of corporate operations in Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go looking any. for specific names. Yeah. Um I wonder if um, former talent manager, producer, and pro tour caster at Watsi. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know. I was one of the many that were. Um. But I may fire up the stream over New Year. Yeah, I figured that's what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. If I were, if I were him, I would, um, you know, dust off the streaming setup. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey LSV, I want to get in like the the cube, the cube mm-hmm. rotation, and start like doing, yeah. getting on LSV's cube stuff and like start doing that again. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but you know, yep. Um, we like you see this with athletes a lot. You were you were talking in the pre-show about like people who like get money but don't like put. Back into the system. Put back into the system. Yeah. I think um, because we're we're slowly sliding to the uh, the world outside of the Oasis from Ready Player <laughs> One, right? Yeah. We have as a society consistently, like more so recently, paid entertainers. Yeah. Lots of money. Mm-hmm. And streamers are just like one-off entertainers. YouTubers are just one-off entertainers, right. and like that is a that is a thing that we like, perhaps overvalue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it comes down to like, hey, like, do you want to like be an entertainer? Right. But yeah, I that sucks. I did not know that the Chiantar was uh, Arumph. was taken was taken down. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm now I'm extra bummed. Yeah, because like he had like like I guess I don't know what his situation was with his stream, like how much of a grind it was, and like with two kids and all that stuff. But like, like he had like a reasonably successful career mm-hmm. that he like walked away from, and then it just got like the thing he Nuked. moved to just got like blown up underneath him. Yeah. Um. The um, like. I- I mean, I don't know how things were internal to Wizards either. I don't know if anybody saw saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. There's, you know, again the 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 weird the weird corner of TikTok I'm in. Um, it comes up a lot that like the that companies want you to be loyal, mm-hmm. but they don't do anything to like earn that loyalty oh you mean like your car insurance company <laughs> car but like for someone that you're working with for right yeah. like you, oh like your your employer yeah yeah your employer like you're doing you know 
you're doing a good job, no one's told you, but then, like, you know, someone above you, like, green lights a movie that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And they lose a bunch of money. Yep. And then they're like, oh, man, I gotta, like, we gotta fix the balance sheet. And they lay a bunch of people off. And you're like, I I was not part of any of these bad decisions. Right. Why am I the one losing my job, Mr. Chris Cox? Yeah. And he's like, yo, look, I... I got I got things to do. I got boats to buy, right? And like one of the articles brought up the idea of like a brain drain from wizards that like you have other um other publishing houses that like have kind of like all banded together or like that were like, you know, the Pathfinder and other like D&D like a uh, role playing shoots systems. Yeah. that exist that could like take people in or you know if you're dude we made so many beans but then they fired my boy Brad right yeah. why is Chad gonna stay right if he makes you all the beans and then you fire his boy right yeah. like you know at some point like does like Gavin Verhees look around and go like, man, we made record profits, and they still fired Cheon? Like, what yeah. the what the hell? That's wild. Like, why am I killing myself when like I could be next? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, maybe I should go do other thing. No, it is, it is different. Like, you know, he didn't grow up loving Pokemon, right? Or rubbing, loving like team fight vanguard or whatever the cat girl game is um <laughs> right to like just jump ship but like you kind of have to look around and be like so what happens if like we don't make record profits next year like am i next yeah right like you know if you're blake right mm-hmm. you can get yelled at by twitch chat for any number of companies oh yeah Right, like it, it's not like, hey, like I'm only getting, I, I, I only want to get yelled at by from magic nerds. Like, go get yelled at by people who play Rocket League. Honestly, I, I bet you there's communities that don't yell at people. Wouldn't, wouldn't yell as much. Yeah, or were nicer when they yelled. Exactly, Blake. We know it's not you, but could you please? Magic players are pretty toxic. <laughs> they are, they are. But um, yeah, just the, the idea that. If you treat people like this, like if they have the opportunity to leave, they will, as opposed to I have the opportunity to leave, but I've chosen not to because of X, Y, Z thing about the company, the culture, like where I work. And like, I think Wizards of the Coast and like by extension Hasbro has really hung its hat on. And this has been something that's been known about Watsi for a long time that they pay pretty bad yeah right is that hey you're here to make the thing that you love Mm -hmm. so we don't have to pay you as much because you're doing this thing that you love again it's very similar to teachers Mm -hmm. You're, you're you're doing this because you love kids it's like i also like to eat and not to be rained on when it's when it's raining in my bed so yeah, not like, to have could, to walk to work. Yeah, could we could we make it so I could have those things and yeah. the 
take care of the kids things. No, but you, you, you're just doing it for the kids. And like, I think there's a lot of, you're just doing it for D and D. You're part of designing this game that you love. And it's like, cool. But I would like to know that if I did a good job that like, you know, if Chris on like, you know, the eighth floor of Hasbro HQ, like screws up that I'm not going to be out in the street. Yeah. And also like, you know, I know there's pressure when you're a CEO, but it's different, right? Like if you're making $90 million a year and they're like, you're fired. You're like, okay. Okay. I, I, I did this job for four years. I have $30 million. Okay. Well, like the other thing is that when you, when you are in the, the swimming pool of CEOs, mm-hmm. like they bounce around. Yes, they do. They move around. So like, like when, you, when you see a CEO's name somewhere, there's usually parentheses with other places they have worked. Former CEO of exactly. whatever other company, former CEO of this other company. Right? Like you like, could you could see like if this goes poorly here, it could be like, "Oh, well, you ran Wizards of the Coast really well, so like some other collectibles company." Well, so that's not really what I meant. What I meant was like being the CEO of a company isn't a permanent gig. No. Like, they, they bounce from company to company. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, like, once you've been a CEO, yeah. it is way more likely for you to pick up your next CEO yeah. job yeah. than yeah. it is, right, for something else. It's not like you go from, like, CEO... Like, you kind of only have, like, really two trajectories, which is you become the CEO somewhere else, Right. If you did a good job at your company, you become a CEO of someplace bigger and flashier. Right. If you did a bad job, you become a CEO of someplace that might be like on the rocks or right. like lower profile, but you're still getting a larger paycheck than I will ever see. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you're no longer a CEO and it's just like boat drinks. Yeah. Enough money to right? like you've do got whatever enough- you want. And I understand that like there's like the you know if if your peer group is a bunch of people that make six to a hundred million dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? You're looking at the dude who's making a hundred million dollars going like what does he have that I don't have? Yeah, exactly. But like the other ninety nine point nine percent of society is looking at you with your nine going like, dude. What what what's that like? Yeah, right. Like you lose perspective, mm-hmm. right? So you know you have that where you know where you're like, oh man, I I, I need to be making more because yeah. Bob Iger is making whatever ungodly amount of money to drive Marvel off a cliff. <laughs> so, so what are you doing? Like I I I, I run Disney. Oh, cool. So what have you done in the last few years? Annihilated the two most cash-making properties in the history of man. I decided we needed a fourth Ant-Man movie. <laughs> what is he going to do? Um, he's going to be small in space? Okay, sure. cool. There's space in everything, so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, we're going to... We're gonna make shows like every two weeks because we've got to like lose money on Disney Plus more effectively. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. And how much are we paying you? More money than God. 
Amazing. <laughs> Sounds great. Perfect. Perfect. I couldn't have done that any better. Round about the size of the GDP of Florida is what I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere can, in that neighborhood. Yeah. Ron better watch out because I could buy and sell him multiple times. <laughs> Don't mess with the mouse. All right. So we're an hour in, but we're going to do a quick, like, magic cardboard related thing. Okay. Okay. So uh, the RC was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess was the thing that qualified people for Pro Tour, the Pro Tour in Chicago. Okay. Are these still part of DreamHack? Yes, I do believe so, yes. Okay. And, uh, well, apparently, um, people couldn't buy cards at the event. I wonder if that has anything to do with it being part of DreamHack. I mean, it could be being part of DreamHack. It could be. Are you ever able to buy uncommons that are popular? Remember Aethergust? Yep. Right? Veil of Summer? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, was it $20 Veil, Veil of Summers at that event we went to? Something like that. Like Aethergust for 5 or 10 Yeah. Right? So, um, so our first one here. So Aaron Forsyth uh, tweeted out that, like, hey... You know, in resp- to add to the, like, card availability discourse, um, yeah, we know that when we made the bands, it was, like, kind of a bad time. Sorry, it had yeah. to be done. Right? I mean, yes and no. Like, bands happen, and, mm-hmm. like, it's not like people didn't know that they were coming or realized that there was a problem and a possibility. Well, of that, that was my, that was my, my point here is uh, uh, if you care enough about an event, to complain on Twitter, uh, there's this thing called expedited shipping. Right? True. And when the bans happened, start buying cards you might play. Yeah. Right? And you didn't have two weeks. You had the week of like, oh man, four mana colorless planeswalkers in a pioneer are a problem. Yeah. Oh man, four mana things that cascade into win the game are kind of unfun. Yeah. Um, I wonder what we're going to ban. Wink, wink. Yeah. Right? So you had three weeks. Right. Right? And, like, I don't know, buy some cards you might play. Like, the card that mm-hmm. came up that uh, Todd Anderson was talking about was, like, uh, is it Bitter Triumph? The mm-hmm. one in the black, discard a thing or lose three life, destroy a creature or planeswalker? Yep. Right? Right. Buy cards you might play. Yeah. Right? Well, like you were mentioning earlier, um, like what's the price of cardboard recently? Nothing. It's all right. dirt cheap. The Bitter Triumphs are $2 on, on Card Kingdom right now. Okay. Right? But um, still cheaper than what they'd be at the venue. Absolutely. And again, um, if you care this much... Mm-hmm. Just buy them before you go. And, like, I know there's like, oh, well, like, I, I didn't set my deck list until late. You should have bought a bunch of the cards you were considering. When you, mm-hmm. like, threw a card, if you ever, like, in, your, in, like, your head extended sideboard, right? If you're like, oh, I think there's, like, 35 cards that could be in my sideboard. I need to figure out what they should be. Yeah. 
buy all 35. Mm-hmm. Buy four There's of each. A, like, this event was held in Atlanta. There's a bajillion game stores around Atlanta. There's a lot of big game stores in Atlanta. Drive like, around. Have you ever been to Wasteland? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like, drive around, find a place. Um, But, like, you know... And I could see the counter argument of like me saying like buy every card you could possibly think you were going to play, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you were like, oh man, if they ban Karn, like I gotta test um, Grease Fang, and I gotta test like three versions of Green that might like that could like exist without Karn. Yeah, buy the cards for Grease Fang. Mm-hmm. Buy the like. 12 cards that you're going to test in mono green. Yeah. Just in case. And if, it's, if your response is, oh, well, well, if I buy them and don't play them, I'm just wasting money. Uh, I'm going to steal a line from Krim. Welcome to Magic the Gathering, premier card game for ages 13 plus. You're already you wasting money. You are getting yeah. on a plane, you are getting in a car, and you are driving to Atlanta, Georgia. And Hotel rooms everywhere, it seems, are $400 a night, mm-hmm. right, to not have bed bugs. I think $300 a night for bed bugs. Yeah. And you're wasting a ton of money. Mm-hmm. If you wasted, like, $70 on, like, green mythics you didn't end up playing because you played Grease Fang instead, sell them for $35 and take the L. Yeah. Right. If it's if it's that important, skip a lunch. <laughs> yeah. If it's that important to you, like risk the thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like you flew someplace to battle six hundred other people for the right. chance to spend money and fly to another place. For sure. Right. Like it's already a losing proposition. You are losing money hand over fist. Yeah, why why is this the spot that you're like I gotta really really uh really rein it in here I also yeah. think there's like um an issue like I don't know who started the like I don't I can't get cards discord or discourse on Twitter mm-hmm. um but there are a lot of pros that don't actually own any cards oh yeah right that like rely on like the kindness of strangers and like buying stuff like at the event hall that's on you dog well so like not to specifically call anybody out but and not that he's ever going to listen to this show but i'm gonna kind of call somebody out (laughs) okay um how many times have has like jerry t put out an sos on twitter that he needed something for an event and some random dude who likes to watch him play magic is like, Oh yeah, I got those cards here. Yeah. I mean, not, not a friend, not somebody the guys ever met just like because of your celebrity status, you have people willing to throw cardboard at you to um, play at an event. Uh, I mean, he actually does own some decks, but how many times has LSV like at the pro tour been like, Hey, we're looking for these cards. Like, And, like, wandering around Barcelona. And mm-hmm. it's, like, I understand that that might be harder to, like, if there's, like, 10 decks you're, like, realistically testing. Yeah. But, like, 
Buy some cards. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't... I don't know. In I think the situations are a little bit... Like, LSV looking for cards for a pro tour and pulling resources from, like, other professional Magic players and trying to build decks for their entire team where you might mm -hmm. need, you know, 20 copies of a single card is mm -hmm. a little bit different than somebody posting a deck list and hoping that the plebs yeah. will bail them out. Yeah. It, it, I like Jerry T. Like, I, I no. didn't mean to, like, specifically no, no. call him out for this. But. Yeah, but no, it, it happens. But, like, so there was, like, this big uproar. And so one of the vendors was like, look, how many bitter ordeals or bitter triumphs, whatever it is, bitter triumph, mm -hmm. am I supposed to bring? Right. How many can I justify bringing and selling when mm. one tropical island or one volcanic island sells for more than all the bitter ordeals that I can bring? Right. Right. It costs six to $10,000 for a table at an event. Well, th that's kind of what I meant about DreamHack. Like DreamHack is a more expensive event than any Magic Con ever was, mm -hmm. Grand Prix or whatever. Like if, and I don't know how the vendors work. Do, do, does a vendor have to pay DreamHack a fee and then like whatever portion of DreamHack is Magic, like a separate fee to have a table there? The, this tweet, so I have, I have the, the Todd Anderson tweet that was replying to something. Look at me here. So this is um, Card Garden. Uh, always okay. the buy uh, is... So a Magic the Gathering vendor booth costs between six and 10 USD, six and $10,000 USD before travel, hotel, labor, food, etc. How many copies of Bitter, Bitter, Bitter Triumph can I sell to make this worth bringing? Right. Um, uh... How many inti should I bring when it takes the same amount of luggage space as a volcanic island? Yeah. Right? And, like, from his point of view, and Todd Anderson was like, like, you know, I mean, no respect to dealers who are trying to make a living. The function of dealers at a convention slash tourney should be to sell magic cards to players. And the cards they bring should respect the format of the tournament. Well, I mean, that's just wrong, though. It is. That is not like the, what they're the there function for. of dealers at a in an event are to sell magic cards, not to support your player, like whatever f format people are randomly they, playing. They have they. If I looked at you and said you are out twenty thousand dollars before yeah. before you sell a single card, right? Because right, hey, I've got like you know ten thousand dollars plus airfare, plus I got to move all this crap and ship it. Plus, yeah. I got to feed my people, right? Hopefully, I can, like, poach internet somehow, mm -hmm. right? All this stuff. You're out ten to $20,000, right? And you can bring a dollar card or a $600 card. Right. Right? It makes way more sense to bring the $600 card and hope someone sells that. Your EV on that right. $600 card is significantly higher than the mm -hmm. dollar card. Yep. And like, I know that sucks as like, right. As a player being like, Oh man, I really hope someone has whatever card. Don't mm -hmm. get it. Right. Especially you're going to Atlanta, right? You're like Atlanta game stores. And before you go, you put orders in everywhere 
and then you Uber right, or whatever to the place and you get the cards. Mm-hmm. Right? Done and done. Right? You like plan ahead. You take yep. a little bit of time and plan ahead. We've been around Magic players long enough to know that is not a thing that they do. Correct. But like, no, like the the job of the right, like you know, one of the ideas that Tandy floated was like, hey, like how about what if there was like a five dollar minimum, right? Like, hey, like you need a bitter triumph at the convention, you're gonna pay five dollars for it to like, to to make it more worth the the vendor's while, and it's like. It still right, doesn't like, still fix the problem. Not at all. Um, and I was like, also then, like, why don't you just like spend two dollars a piece on them and have them like priority shipped? Mm-hmm. And that would still probably be cheaper. Or chip in for an Uber and go down a wasteland or Wind Condition or any of the other forty game stores in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have the internet. Like, you don't even you could just find out if they have them, order them, and go get them. Right. Um so yeah, it's it's a silly thing to be upset about because like you're upset about it because you did not plan. Right. I am really mad that other people did not bail me out for me not making a good plan. Exactly. And it's like I don't I don't feel bad for you. Like you know, if you if you, like again you you walk into the building and you're like, I am down ten thousand dollars. I don't turn a profit until I sell ten thousand dollars worth of stuff. Well, I mean, realistically, Go. you got to sell twenty or twenty five thousand dollars worth of stuff to get your ten thousand dollars back. Mm-hmm. But like. What are you going to do? Bring 10,000, 20,000 bitter triumphs? Right. Right? And here's the other thing. What if you're wrong? Mm hmm. Right? Exactly. What if you're like, oh man, I think this is going to be like the bitter triumph tournament. I'm going to bring an entire long box of bitter triumphs. Mm hmm. And mono green's still good. Mm hmm. Right? Or someone like, like, You've packed up all your bitter triumphs, and someone on Magic Online plays some like random deck that has, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the stupid red white convoke deck, mm-hmm. right? That was like a huge deck, the like the last RC, yeah, right. What do you mean you don't have locks it on, uh, whatever his name is, whatever locks it on, whatever. Uh, what do you mean you don't have those? Oh crap! I didn't realize that was going to be the day. or the uh, thing. Gleeful demolition. I didn't realize I needed to bring eight hundred gleeful demolitions. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Right. Like you can't just bring everything. Yeah. I'll, I I thought this was going to be the tournament that I needed like five hundred um, gifted aetherborns. Oh, oops. Yeah. Like. The content I watched was doing really well with mono black, so I I grabbed all my gifted aetherborns. I did not grab this other card, right? Like right. you're in a no win situation, 
right? If mm-hmm. you like try to guess and you guess wrong, you've just like cut yourself off at the knees. Right. And, and you can't like, bring everything. So you can't bring everything. And like how right can you be? Right? Like exactly. how many bitter triumphs can you actually physically have? How many have you opened? Mm-hmm. How and then how many you're gonna sell? Like if you're right, do you sell forty? Do you sell a hundred? Yeah. Right. Then people would complain, right? Like, hey, I was charging uh, ten dollars a bitter triumph, and people were buying them. And people, oh my god, such and such store is totally price gouging people. Like, yeah, they were. Sorry that you didn't like plan ahead. Doesn't uh, I thought Todd Anderson was like part owner in a game store of some sort. Uh, he. Like, one of his sponsors is someone, one of the people he does ad read for, owns a game store uh, that he's, like, uh, close with, but I don't, I don't know. I thought he was, like, part owner or something. Like, he, I mean, he should know better. Yeah. Whatever. Man, all sorts of trashing on the economy. Because, I mean, that's mm-hmm. basically what this boils down to, too, is... Yeah, like... Capitalism, economy, Capitalism, like, whatever. You know, on a smaller scale, like I, yeah, you know, like I will like more stand for the guy who's like busts his butt at his game store, and like mm-hmm. after he pays like his employees, he makes like seventy thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Right. Okay, dude. It's pretty rough. You got there, right? Like. More, more than like we made three and a half billion dollars and we're sad. Yeah. So we need to fire a bunch of people so we can make four billion dollars again. Four well, is nicer I, than three. I, I meant like as far as supply and demand. Oh yeah. Like uh, economics, like that's that's the part that we were just talking about. Is your bitter bitter triumph at an event is worth more than a bitter triumph in a box at home? Yeah. The, like regardless of which side of the equation you're on. Yeah, but it's it, you're just in a no-win situation, right? Because yeah. like if you're right, and then you're like, wait, why am I like you're like three dollars a piece, and the person like happily pays you, mm-hmm. and then like you're like five dollars, right. and the person hands you a twenty and walks away with four bitter triumphs, and you're like, how high can I go before people push back? $20 veil of summers. Twenty, Yeah, and, like, that is the, like, you know, hey, I am here. I did mm-hmm. not plan. I am now right. paying the tax. Right. Right? So. Uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, I saw the AI, the AI art, artist tweet here. All right. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. About, about like, the, the ad? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, we are at, like, an hour 20. We should probably get out of here. Let's call it. I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. All right. So, um, what do we drop those on social media? With all that, I think we got a show. There we go. I almost messed there up. There you go. We got um, a show. We got a show. So, if you reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, I don't know, please don't like 
yell at me with your like economics degree or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, you can yell us if you want to. We just might not argue back because we don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't argue with people on the internet really. So yeah. um, it's um, easier for me to say you're right. Have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like reach out to us, say hey again. Like if you have ideas for like, like, what's he in review? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think we know what the Wizards of the the, the Coast best product of the year was. Yeah, the lightning bolt gun. <laughs> I mean, it's the only one that got me. So <laughs> exactly, it had to be the best. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up if you got any show ideas for next week. Um, if not, we'll talk to you in the new year. If you want to support the show, a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Uh, go ahead and order your Twitter Triumphs before your event from TCG player. They'll ship them out to you, and you'll support the show at the same time. Uh, if you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is how you can do that. Chip a couple bucks in to support the show. In return, you get our undying love. You get access to our show notes. You get access to about another hour's worth of content out of us in the form of pre-show. And when I have cool stuff, I look at my mailing list, which you will be a part of, and send it out to you. If any of that stuff sounds good to you, or if you just want to support the show, uh, that's fine as well. Patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is how you can do that. Yeah. Oh, man, it finished up just as Brian was sneezing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>